Hi, Pastor Rachel. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, on the Girl Talk with K podcast. I am so grateful and so honored that you decided to be here. How are you doing? I am amazing. And I want to say thank you so much. I'm so excited about this podcast. Just hearing the word Girl Talk just got me stimulated because I'm a founder of Girl Talk International for 12 years. So when I heard Girl Talk, I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. So (laughs) I'm doing well and it's good to be here. And again, thank you for allowing me to be a part of your platform. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. Yes. When I read that, I was like, haha, that is so funny how, um, (laughs) how, just how it is. You know what I mean? Like that's literally like how that's ministry, right? So just having girl talk, you know, um, being able to bless people with just sharing our experiences, our testimonies and how other people can kind of learn from them. So yes, I'm so grateful. And so can you tell us who is Pastor Rachel, Dr. Rachel Wilson, and can you just tell us about your journey and your ministry? Oh, wow. Well, again, thanks for allowing me to be here. And it's such an honor to be able to speak and just share my story in the time that I'm allotted to. So thank you again. Um, Who is Rachel Wilson? Who is Dr. Wilson? Who is all of these? I thank God for the titles, but the center core of who I am, I am a kingdom woman. I am a kingdom woman. I absolutely have an awesome relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to be known as a daughter. I want to be known as a daughter of kingdom, a kingdom's daughter. And as a result of that, I am a wife. I am a wife to my husband. And I so love being a wife to my husband going on 27 years this coming November. Excuse me, I think 26 years, going on 26 years. You know, you get them mixed up sometimes. We we celebrate our um, engagement anniversary as well. So okay. 26 at, uh, engagement, then it'll be our 27th next year. But yeah, so 26 years of marriage coming up in November 16. And then after that, guess what? I am a mother. So um, I categorize all of those for a reason because that's the center core of who I am. You have to know, ladies, you have to know those that are listening, um, you know, in this audience that you know, don't just be labeled by your title because a title is something that necessarily sometimes can get in a way of what you're called, what your center core is. So that's why I wanted to say that, although I have those titles and I do those particular things, I am in the center core, a wife, a mother, a God's, God's lady first kingdom always go first. Then I'm a wife. And then I'm a mother of four boys. And so those are my most prized possessions always. And then outside of that, I do uh, pastoring along with my husband for 23 years. I'm a founder of Girl Talk International. I mentioned that prior. I'm also the founder of Flavors, which is an after-school all-girls mentorship program for wow. middle-aged school. And I just love, uh, if you could, if I had to sum all of this up and put it in a little Tootsie Roll, I would definitely most certainly say I am a person that love people. I am a people's person and anything I can do just to use my life to help another person is so rewarding. The reciprocity that you get from that is just like priceless. So I just absolutely love to help people. And, um, yeah, that, that I would say, yeah, that's who I am. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And I love how you, um, organize that in a way of who you are, right? Because I think a lot of times um, people, or just like in general, right? Like we 
we, when we get the husband, when we get the kids, we leave God like on the back burner. Right. And so I think it's so great, um, as being married for so long, but still saying like, I'm God's daughters first. Like I'm his, I'm his first before I'm yours. (laughs) I, I love that, um, about what you just said, because I think a lot of times too, like, you know, people just, okay, I pray for my husband. I pray for these kids. And then we just miss out where God's like, so what, what's going on? I got, you asked for these things and I gave them to me, but mm-hmm. that didn't mean that you were supposed to forget about me. So I, I think that's awesome. Um, and, I, and it's in order biblically it's in order. Yeah. yeah. Or so tell me what does your morning routine look like being, um, you know, having the relationship that you have with God, you know, as a Christian, um, as a wife, as a mother of four boys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> how, oh, is that, how is your morning routine? How are you juggling all these different things? Well, definitely. Um, I would have to say again, my primary focus is my personal relationship with the Lord, which means I have to take out time intentionally and consistently with the Lord first. You have to do that because, you know, he's savior for, um, I think many people have gotten saved and, you know, Lord, he saved me, but savior and Lord, I think it's kind of like a few people in that category that he's Lord and Lord mean governor. That means someone that literally you allow him. He doesn't control you. He doesn't rape us to do things or force us, but you have to invite God to say, you know what, Lord, be my Lord over my day. What would you have me to do? And I can't speak for anyone else but myself, but without a governor, who knows what I would be doing? I definitely would not be putting him first. I would be probably putting my husband first, myself first, then probably my husband. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just real girl talk. You know, we're talking about girl talks. We have to be real and take the mask off and talk girl talk because uh, most of us, um, innately, we are really, really selfish and we think of ourselves first, but because I have that relationship with the Lord, you notice I said, Lord, he's my Lord. Yeah. I allow him to come in that space in the morning for me, technically in the morning, many times early in the morning, um, I don't have a set time right now. And I used to have a set time that I get up and pray, but now it's like, God, I'm just open. I don't want to put you in a box. Thank you for those times that you give me a schedule. I used to have 6 a.m. prayer. I used to have 5 a.m. prayer. Now it's like, God, whenever you call for me and many times, sometimes at three in the morning and I'm up literally. And I'm, when I say up, I I can't be physically up walking around because I have a 10 month old child. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not trying to wake up my husband and my child, but I'm laying in the bed and I'm up and my father know that I'm just communing with him. I'm just meditating. And I'm, and I'm saying, God, cleanse me, purge me, set the date. Don't let me miss my season. You know, I want to be apt. I want to be punctual. I want to be current for today. This is 2021 whatever I need to do, whatever you got to do to trim my lamp, to get my oil filled, do that. And so technically that's how a day starts with me. And then from there, of course, it's mommy time, you know, good morning, husband. I love you. We have our prayer every day, which is amazing. That is something you have to be consistent about as a family to stay together and keep yourself together with prayer. But it starts that mommy time because I, I also nurse my son. He's 10 months. I nurse all four of my boys. Aww. So I nurse him and hopefully he'll be two in, um, in December. So I'm hoping and believing by that half of that year, Mark, that he will be weaning him, you know, <laughs> so I can have some more, 
you know, time with me and my husband as well. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. That's awesome. I think it's so important to just like you said, to allow God to use you or just be in that space of like, God, whatever you want or however you want to communicate with me today or however, like, you know, just being intentional, like speaking that and just inviting him in into our, our lives daily. And, you know, he may show up in the morning, he may show up in the evening, he may show up at work or, you know, wherever that is, it's just being in the posture of like, you are my Lord. And so like, whatever you want, I'm, I'm here, I'm willing, I'm open. So I love that. I love that. So who would you say, um, inspires you, um, being, you know, that you, you sound like you're a pretty established woman of God, um, who you have a, you know, you're a pastor with your husband, um, and you, you know, you have this family and all these different things and businesses right on top of that. So who inspires you, um, you know, your mom, your, whoever the case may be, like who actually like continues to inspire you on a daily basis? Well, I would definitely, I have definitely a list of people that inspire me. So sometimes you get in trouble because you miss some of the people on the list. (laughs) I will will say this, uh, my primary um, as a person, we know God, you all should know by now, God is my number one inspiration because I'm a kingdom woman and he's Lord. But after that, I would definitely most certainly say my husband. Um, And the reason why I would say my husband, because I admired him before God put us together. Um, To me, he was just a prolific teacher and a speaker. And he was my age when we got married, which was 26 years ago. I was the teenager girl watching this 22 year old man minister in the place of our bishop that was over our organization. And I was just smitten by the anointing on his life. And so that particular moment saved my life because at that time I was actually in a relationship. Hello. (laughs) You know, that was not doing good. And I just kept saying, God, this ain't it. I said, you said, I'm going to be married to a minister. And so just to speed the story up, you know, girls, I know y'all listening. This is girl talk. Y'all like finish the story, finish the story in detail. (laughs) I know because this is girl talk, right? That's what we love to do, but I have to speed it up. So I was that young lady before God put us together that was so admired him and God used him at that moment to save my life because it was a, a, a time in my faith that it was really tried and my faith was being hit. And I was saying, God, I don't know if I'm about to make a bad mistake with my husband, not husband, with my boyfriend mm-hmm. to do something he don't want me to do. And y'all know what that usually be. It's like, they're trying to get you to break your standards yeah, or yeah. I'm going to just go with you know, being the lone ranger and keeping my standards and doing what God can do. And when he got done ministering, it literally saved my life because the Lord spoke to me in that moment and said, everybody, there are some people that I'm their governor and there are some people living right. You don't have to lower your standards. So it really, in that time, I was really depressed and stressed out in that boyfriend relationship that was not good. And he was literally trying to get me to pull down my standards, but that spoke so much Ruach. It blew Ruach and breath in me that it saved my life for the moment. Not knowing that was my husband later, (laughs) amazing that will save my life. So getting to it, Girl talk ladies, y'all know we want to hear it all. Um, I would have to say my husband first. And then from there, um, I have so many other, yes, my mother's inspiration. Yes, I have other women that I'm inspired by, Oprah Winfrey, I can name them. Um, but I would say the top, 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 Prophetess Bynum is one of them as well. Right now in my life, I would say it would be Dr. Dee Dee Freeman. And if you do not know who Dr. Dee Dee Freeman is, you're going to find out. But she is a 
prolific phenomenon. I mean, she is literally someone that I believe God has not only raised up to be a public figure and yeah. a light, but to change the trajectory of this world through through Christian Christianity and through kingdom. Yeah. And so uh, she's really right now, personally, God has allowed us to connect and she's mentoring me as well, but she is amazing. So anybody that's on here that are women, you need to connect with Dr. Dee Dee Freeman. If you want somebody that's amazing and such an inspiration, I would have to most certainly say Dr. Dee Dee Freeman. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so you said something, um, earlier when you were, you were saying like you're in a relationship and, um, you know, he wanted you to do something and, basically um and we could talk about that because you know this girl talk <laughs> yeah, because like um I, I think that's that's really good because you said you didn't have to lower your standards like God literally said like you know you're not gonna have to compromise your standards your values in order to be with whoever you want to be or in a sense right or for the man for you you're never gonna have to compromise your standards or lower your standards um Absolutely. and so I think that is so great because I feel like a lot of times as women, we, we have, we feel like we have to lower our standards for, I guess, and honestly, in everything, right. In relationships with, you know, our significant others, even with friendships, you know, jobs, like we're lowering our, our God given self. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because we feel like we can't, tr- we don't trust, or we don't see what God actually has for us, or we don't trust that. Like, he got my back. He's not going to let me like, you know, he's, he has me, like, he's not going to let me miss out on something that's greater for something less. Right. So how can we identify when we're lowering our standards, but also what are some things that we can do to like check ourselves and give that over to God? Um, give that over to God. Um, instead of, you know, doing that, you know, surrendering, I mean, not like surrendering, but just also like getting wrapped up into, okay, the now versus the later. Cause you know, God saved your husband. Like he, he, you know what I mean? That was the thing like, huh, I actually have something so much greater for you. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I love that. What would you, what would you say about that? I would most certainly, um, as far as the standards and I, you know, this is a good girl talk session. Oh my God. This is so amazing. <laughs> Oh, women, 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 women. We really just need some help, girl. We just need some Jesus because I think uh, part of the um, epidemic and um, even emotional pandemic would be connected to the women and our our decision makings. We are so perfectly, wonderfully, beautifully made by God. Yeah. But because we're so desperate a lot of times, and this is not for everybody. Yeah. Um, we do, as you said, we do not want to wait on the Lord's timing. God takes too long. Now, although I'm saying all of this, I believed this too, you know, <laughs> I believe that God, you take too long. I mean, when are you going to send my husband? Right. I mean, when right. is it not going to be, I'm not going to deal with all these things in my flesh and got to keep waiting on the Lord. So I'm on the other end now, but I have to be honest. I've been on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different when you're dating a guy and you're in this tight relationship and God says, hold on to my standard. Well, God, that's kind of simple when you're not dating somebody, but exactly. when you're dating somebody, yeah. there goes the temptation of the enemy. He's going to do everything to try to get you to break that standard. And as you said that, 
some of the signs of getting ready to break the standards, you, you know what you do, ladies. We start taking down. And I think some of the things that I did were taking down some of the first things, which my mother taught me very well. One of the things she even taught us as single ladies, she didn't even really want us to date. But if we dated, it was a friend. And she yeah. was like, okay, friends don't kiss friends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, um, you know, we broke that standard and we ended up kissing and holding hands and, you know, other little things. I like to say beat around the bush. But one of the things that I would say, that's one of the signs you're already like, you're already on that road to get the results of of fully breaking the standard. Partial standards broken actually equals full standards being broken. So you're already on the road. He's already, the guy has already put his hand on your thigh, girl. You yeah. know, it's time to get up out of here right. and, and roll up out of here because his hand is on your thigh. Yeah. I don't care if you're in the movies, but what do we do? Even as Christian ladies, I'm speaking of myself as well. I'm on the other side now. I'm good now, but there was a time I did not have a husband. And there were a time that I thought the person I was dating with was going to be the one, you know, they weren't the one, but you know, your mind and where I was, um, naive and, and, and desperate per se, you know, like I just want to be married or whatever the case may have been. You, we try to make life vision turn out to what we want. We create our own movie. And so the standard is being broken when they're getting too close, when you're feeling those feelings that, okay, this is a little bit too much. This could lead into something else. And what happened is I, when I was in that state, uh, you know, of mine as a single, I allowed the little foxes to happen. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing wrong with a a brisk hug, but when they're hugging and you're like, okay, this is a little too long, you know, it's just certain things we know this, like, this is not going well. I need to quit doing this. And then women, we also don't want to be a tease. So what you want to do is get yourself out of that situation. That's what I teach the singles now. And I'm like, listen, if you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. Don't make the mistake we made, you know, um, what I had to start doing, I did this, uh, before in a relationship prior to, you know, married us a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I had my sister be it every time there was a date or I went somewhere, my sister was in the backseat. Hello. That's right. Wow. I had somebody that's nosy, somebody <laughs> that would tell my mama <laughs> and I love her. She's on there. My sister, Leah, She's, she's not really nosy, but I'm saying, you know how we are. We'll tell on each other. So I have to get somebody that had a standard to roll with me so that she can say, okay, uh, Rachel, that's too much. What did he do? You know, or something like that. But of course, every time I brought her with me, there was, I never had any problem. So our, our late apostle taught us that, you know what he was like, um, if you're with somebody that's not your husband, you need a third party, but how many singles do not agree with what I'm saying It's too many, but guess what? Because you do not prepare to succeed, you prepare to fail. Mm -hmm. Then you, then you end up saying, girl, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got into that hotel room. I know how you got in that hotel room, girl. I don't know what happened happened. I know what happened and you know what's happened because it's a setup. You're already doing things that's going to uh, eventually cause those type of results. So ladies, I know it's a challenge. I know it's not what you want to hear, but you have to think about it. What kind of man do you want? So we can go in that for girl talk, but the man I ended up getting was a man for the first time in my life, respected me, 
did not look at me in any type of sexual way as if you want to undress me with his eyes and all of that foolishness. He didn't come across in a sexual way. He didn't come across like, mm, you fine or, oh, you look good in them jeans and all right. of that foolishness. A lot of times it starts sexual and then you, you don't, uh, you, you confuse why it ended sexual and then y'all broke up. But the first time I had a good saved man that respected me, that is a man that I said I do too. And that was over 26 years ago. So I'm just saying, if you want the best, you got to ditch the rest. You're going to have to sacrifice in order to get something greater. I love that. I love how you just said, like, prepare to succeed. Yes. Like if we're in preparation to succeed, if we're in that state of mind, being intentional with preparing, like I, I know I can conquer this, not in our own like willpower, but with God, but like being in that position, that posture of God, like I'm preparing to succeed. I, I, I love that. Um, so how have you, I know you have a lot of experience with mentoring and helping and pastoring on tons of people, um, even in your businesses. So how have you taught people um, to go after their purpose or to even identify like their God-given purpose and talents and things of that nature? Thank you. That's an awesome, awesome um, question. Um, I do life coaching, as you said, and I also do mentoring and I absolutely love it because Mm -hmm. I didn't get that chance. I'm getting it now through Dr. Dee Dee Freeman. I'm getting some mentorship now, but I never really got the opportunity to get mentored or someone to just take out time to really kind of work with me. So I give what I want to receive. I've been doing it for years and now I'm starting to get the reciprocity of it back and it feels good. But I would most certainly say to that particular um, young lady in that area, um, as far as getting what, what was the question again? I don't I don't lost myself. No, you're good. Um, just how are you like t- teaching people on how to pursue their purpose? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. So um, what I would what I technically do when I'm sharing with them about their pr- purpose, first of all, I ask them where's their passion. So number one thing you might want to write this down: Where is you passion? Where are you rather passionate about? Yeah. What is your passion? So for example, if you would say to me, um, Miss Wilson or um, Dr. Wilson or, or Rachel Wilson, um, I'm passionate with children. Okay. Okay. You're passionate with children. Well, what is your dream? What is your desire? Are you just passionate with you? Well, my desire is to open up a child's daycare. Okay. So you do know that there are things that you can do to start walking in that direction. And so you said it's your passion. You said it's your dream, but a dream does not just happen on passion alone, which means you have to invest your passion. And I'm talking really, really quick. You have to invest your passion by being educated. So I invest my passion. I love children. Let me take that passion to school. Let me go to school and let me get my associate's degree and and then let me get my bachelor's degree. Let me get my master's degree, because guess what? I'm opening up a daycare. And then while I'm in a process of that, I'm learning everything I need to do to get licensed. Um, You do know you can have a daycare in your home. So if you currently own a home, you can do it. You don't have to own a home. You can rent a home and start a daycare. So. It really goes back to your passion. This You said this is your passion and your dream, okay? So I expect you to invest in your passion by doing something about it. And that's how I operate. And that's just a small synopsis of it. But I usually tend to compass them in the direction of their passion because when you're in your passion, it's not work. Yeah. 
I, we have a young man that we know recently that just said, I hate my job. These are his words. Mm-hmm. I hate that place. We know you're not in your passion because if you get someone else in that same position, they'll say, I absolutely love this. Wow. This is what I was born to do. Right. But right, right. For you, you're not in that passion. Yeah. So for myself, as you can see, I am a talker and I believe that's why God gave me the name Girl Talk International because I <laughs> talk and we have, like you're so open dialogue conversations yeah. and we just get healed and restored and, you know, iron sharpened iron. Right. But it's my passion. So I've never felt like I've worked to talk mm-hmm. because this is what I do. That's why I'm a motivate mo- motivational speaker. I'm certified. I am a certified life coach. You notice everything is connected to my voice. It's connected to me speaking because it is not work. It's passion. And passion is like, e- it's an eternal thing. If it's, if you're really in your niche, you don't get tired. So I don't have to get paid to do this. Now I need money. So I'm going to have to get paid for something. It might as well be in my passion. But most of my life, I've coached women for free and I didn't get paid. Mm -hmm. But eventually the Lord was like, hello, be smart, go to school, you know, (laughs) invest your passion. You can't teach this if you don't do this. You can't teach this if you don't reach this, you know, if you don't be this. So I had to take my passion of talking and go get educated and get certified in it. Thereby, I'm able to get an exchange reciprocity for my time because that's all you have is your time. Yes, I love that. I absolutely. I love that. Um, And so this is kind of basically similar because I feel like you kind of just described this. So how would someone know when they're in their purpose? Oh, absolutely. If you're in your passion, girl, if you're in your passion, if you're, you just love to do makeup, Mm -hmm. I mean, more than anything. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a plethora of women, I think, and I'm not saying that men don't, but I think women, we kind of like multifaceted and God made us that way. Um, So we can love to put on makeup. We can love to run track. We can love children. We can love a lot of stuff, but what can you do without getting paid? Because I absolutely love hair and makeup, but I do not want to be on my feet putting on somebody <laughs> hair and makeup. I love it, but I don't love it in a way to work 10 hours on my feet. See what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, but as far as talking, we can do this for the next three hours and you'll be sweating. I'm be like, girl, let's what's the next topic, girlfriend? Right. Come on, come on. <laughs> because I'm in my niche. And if you put a fish in water, it'll swim. If you put, come on, somebody, if you put a bunny in water, we don't know what's going to happen, but it's a good chance he might try to paddle for a minute, but he's going down because that's not his. He put him in the woods. You put the you put the 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 bunny or the or the hare or the jackrabbit in the woods, he's gonna have a ball because that's his niche. You put a turtle in a certain place, you put a snake in a certain place. I hate snakes, but you know, whatever you put in its you know, wherever you put that thing, wherever it's niche and it's, you're going to see it succeed and do its thing. And so, um, I'm that fish in the water, but like, if you, if you're a person that is in a place that you hate and you do not like, that's a good, good chance that may not necessarily be your passion. Now I do know there are some people that it can kind of work different. Um, Serena, Serena Williams have said at a time, years ago that she absolutely hate playing tennis, Mm. believe it or not. Wow. So that's weird. You can hate something that you can master at the same time. Wow. So although she hate tennis, 
she mastered it and got her wealth and riches due to something she don't like doing. But it was a thing she said she's good at. She said she tried other things that she liked. She wasn't good at it. She was, even if she was good at it, it didn't succeed. But when she pick up a tennis racket, there goes the anointing to knock somebody out or whatever, you know, she get rich. So Mm. it's a possibility for those things as well, but it's very rare. So that's a rare gifting. You know, I I can't stand this gift, but I'm rich with it. Um, But most of us, um, like myself, I know God's going to raise me up and is raising me up based on my voice and my sound, whether it's through singing, ministering, teaching, preaching, speaking to young ladies and flavors, everything he has been doing with me, my success is connected to my mouth. So, yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Ooh, that's so good. Um, I just kind of got the revelation of you can be, and I think of gift, I think of sometimes skills, like we have, we're skilled for things Yes, um, yes. and it may not be, it may be just for us to make a living, not necessarily to like be passionate or in our purpose in a sense. So I I love how you even gave that example as we know for Serena is maybe she's just very skilled and she mastered that skill that God has given her. Not necessarily like it's, and it's a tool to get to her riches, but maybe she's passionate about um, connecting and speaking and all those other things. And that skill has given her the opportunity to be in her purpose as well. So that is good. That's awesome. Girl, you're giving me a breakthrough. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> no, yeah. I, when you said that, it literally hit me because I'm dealing with certain things like that right now. So it's just like, oh my gosh. So God, you, I can be skilled at this. You like, I could be a, like an expert at this one thing, but it drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving me the opportunity and it's opening up doors to actually get to me the place where I know that I'm like, where my purpose is. And believe it or not, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Um, Believe it or not, I was the quietest girl in the classroom. I was the one that was so shy. I did not talk. I wouldn't speak to anybody. If the teacher asked me to do anything, I would literally literally cry because I didn't want to come up. There are times my mother uh, would uh, cause me and my sisters to get up and sing in church for Easter. And I would literally be crying up there trying to sing. And there are times I was up singing and I literally, literally tears were going down my eyes because I was so full of fear and wondered, worrying, worrying about what people think about me that I was overwhelmed and filled with anxiety and I couldn't function. Yeah. So um, I hated being in front of a crowd. Um, even sometimes now, if someone put me on the spot and say, sing, I do not like that. Mm. I don't like that. I mean, I will do it yeah. because I'm skillful or I'll do it because I, I believe because I'm a gospel singer, I believe that I'm not going to kill an opportunity to re, to release the gospel of Jesus Christ. Cause that's the way I see it. I'm a minister. So I'm not going to, you know, shut the door because it's inconveniencing me, but I really, really don't like being put on the spot. Um, so that shows you that can't be me. I think there are things that God give us, like you said, a skill, some of it, it, it is, it's not necessarily would be your choice or your pick, but it's to glorify God. Ooh, so, um, you know what I'm trying to say? So I think that me being quiet, if I would revert back to my own introvert way, I would never be on here. You would never ask me to speak. I wouldn't be a minister or speaker because, you know, I was a quiet girl that did not want to talk. Let me sit in the back. I do not want to be up front, yeah. but God placed something on the inside of me. 
Mm. And I wanted to say that sometimes ladies, this is girl talk. The very thing that you're being attacked with or you're being fought with is the very thing you're called to. So you can be called to speak. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're really a great speaker on the inside. And that's what people tend to tell me. You are an amazing speaker. I'm thinking, you just don't know. I'm like, <laughs> all of this was buried under a shy girl that do not like crowds. I cried during oral reports. I do not want to be in front of anybody. I mean, I would always try to figure out what everybody was thinking about me. And underneath all of that was buried a speaker that would speak for the kingdom of God and would be a natural speaker on talk shows and, and things of that nature. Yeah. So um, God can gift you with something, but there is a conflict against it. So think about that as well, ladies that are on here. If are you being conflicted on something as well? Don't speak. Shut up. They don't want to hear you. Well, sometimes that tend to mean that there is something in your mouth that's going to change the trajectory of people's lives. So you have to understand, you know, conflict. Sometimes it kind of like tells on you. It's like, okay, Rachel, why are you so afraid to speak? Because even as a little girl, there was something in my mouth that would have changed the trajectory of that classroom. Ooh, geez, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like getting chills right now. I'm getting chills. And honestly, like this, this conversation has definitely been um, a blessing to me. And, and it's it's mm -hmm. opened my eyes to like not limiting God and what he can do. And wow. so I just thank you. I really appreciate you for just being so open and transparent and um, just having girl talk with me. Um, I Like I said, okay. before, I am super grateful and super honored that you were able to be here. Um, and can you just let, um, you know, the people, the audience know where they can find you, how to stay connected with you and things of that nature? Absolutely. Um, like I said, I'm also a gospel singer as well. I have a song out called I Can. Yay. So you can check me out. I'm on all the digital outlets ever. If you find a digital outlet, y'all know all the digital outlet, everything's going virtual. I'm on there and you can download. I can also all of my social media tags are the same at Rachel M. Wilson 44 at Rachel M. Wilson 44. And you can find me on there and anything you need to know about what I'm doing, singing, speaking, teaching, um, you know, flavors, Girl Talk International. We would absolutely love to connect with you. And so thank you again. This has been amazing. You know, girl, you can get me anytime for girl talk. So we connected already. Anytime you want me, you can get me. On. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. It's my pleasure.